from grain to glass. This show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Rick. And this is the best beer show on the internet. According to our mothers. Darn tootin'. Beer tootin' it. Oh man, no, not, now I'm like self-conscious of saying darn tootin'. <laughs> well, maybe you should be. Well, you know what, man, I didn't realize I said it that much, okay? It's a whole situation. It's a whole thing. Just a whole thing. I need to make sure I mute my phone. I almost forgot that. Dang, That would man. be bad. Dude, I think I'm new. Like, this yeah. is just all new to me. I don't You're know new. what's going on. We're doing our first live stream for patrons. Yeah, so well, like, this is the first time I've ever podcasted, so... Really? Yeah. Shit. Are you yeah. a, are you a new Rick? Like, yeah. is yeah. that a, is that a thing? I switched out. Like, I should put I should almost put the stream over here, but that's a whole situation. I'll do that next time so I can monitor it on this laptop and then keep my notes up over here. <laughs> I got too many things going on, man. Like we keep all adding of, we keep adding things. Yeah. And I'm just like, ah! it's hard. It is like when I have uh, when we're doing Lothos. Uh, if, if you looked back, uh, so I have I have my one laptop with an additional screen for my notes and all my yeah. character stuff. Then I have uh, my other Surface down here for handwriting notes and tracking <laughs> initiatives and stuff like that. And then I have my Mac over here uh, monitoring the stream. Then I have this Mac over here recording the audio. And then this machine out back here actually doing the broadcasting. <laughs> takes me five fucking computers during that stream. It's fantastic. <laughs> Is it going to take me five? Um, no. Good. Because you won't, well, it could, actually. Mm-hmm. It probably will. Yeah. Well, I got some learning to do. Yeah, It's fine. It's not that hard. Because <clears throat> I have everything mostly set up to just go. Sure. Which will well, be Well, nice. that's good. Yeah. I've done all the hard work for you. Good. All right. So, man, what have you been up to beer-related lately? I brewed a cider. And it was no fancy project or anything. Um, So, I brewed... I just bought some apple cider with no preservatives from the grocery store. Because I had, like yeast I wanted to use and I used the wrong yeast but I got some cider and then I got like three gallons of it and then I put some brown sugar in there for some stuff and then I juiced some pears because Spencer has a fancy juicer now apparently okay and so I was like I was just gonna cut them up and boil them in there Mm -hmm. with the cider but then I was like humph I'll just juice them and uh, I did boil the cider just because I put the pears in and I wanted to boil them. I didn't need to, according to what people said. But it looked like the only downside would be that it would be hazy and I really don't care because it was just a fun little project. I got a, I bought myself a big mouth bubbler, mm-hmm. so I wanted, to, I wanted to do something. I felt like doing something. But uh, yeah... I used... Well, man, if you really felt like doing something, we have, like, we're, like, four beers behind, so... Well, I just, I felt like that day, like, doing uh, something, and my girlfriend really wants a cider. Oh, okay. So I did that, mostly because she wanted it. But... So we I get used... to try that, then, next time, huh? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna bottle it later today. Um, so, like, three weeks down the road for our listeners. Yeah. But I, uh... Put that bad boy in with some white wine yeast. And that was not the best decision. Because it was an OG of like 1046, which mm-hmm. was not not right for the wine yeast. <laughs> <laughs> and, and a lot of it was simple sugars from the brown sugar that I put in. So it ate through all of it, and I ended up with the final gravity of 1001. Okay. Which is pretty much uh water so yeah yeah no that's i mean well it's not water it's uh it's just there's no residual sugars right so you still have well i I meant like the gravity of water yes it was yeah 
<laughs> so the mouthfeel and body is none. Just zero. But I tried it. I haven't None, thank you. So it's not bottled, so it's not carbonated, which should add a little mouthfeel to it. Yep. Um but I'm basically thinking it's going to end up as the sparkling water of cider. And because I tried it and it's it's actually got good flavor. Surprisingly good for just kind of throwing it together on a whim. Yeah. And picking up some apple cider from like I got some at the local grocery store. Like it wasn't any quality stuff. Mm-hmm. I just made sure it didn't have preservatives and threw it in. So it actually tastes good and the pear flavor actually is really like the perfect balance that I wanted. And I totally just like bought four pears because I was like, that seems good. And then juiced them. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but we'll try that at some point. It's yeah. definitely not what I wanted from it and not what I'm going to probably do again when I do ciders. Okay. But I'm probably going to go with the an ale yeast to ferment that out. To leave a little bit of body and sweetness. But I like sparkling water myself. I'm a fan of the Are you are you carving it then? I'm gonna carve it. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna put a little sugar in and bottle it. Yep. And uh yeah, I don't want I don't really care for still ciders. I want at least some carbonation. So yeah, I'm gonna carve it, put it in the bottles. Have Um, you had uh has Spencer done a carbonated mead yet? No, he is not. Okay. Um, he's talking about it. So uh, there was a meadery, uh, the the one the one that I follow on YouTube, uh, uh, Grunfeld, Grunfeld Meadery. Okay, I they, haven't heard of it. They released the world's first nitro cider. Oh, wow. Or ni- I'm or ni- nitro mead. Nitro mead. Yeah. And I was like, I want to try that. That sounds pretty Freaking good. Freaking hard. Like... <laughs> That sounds good. I like mead already. Right? I like mead. I like nitro things. Mm-hmm. All this seems good to me. Seems like a there's, good idea. There's no bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are cases where you like the things separate, and then you well, put yeah. them together like fruitcake. But can you imagine, like, a, a mead with, like, that nice, creamy mouthfeel? No, I And I a lot think... of the meads that they do are in that, like, 6 7% range, so they're not... Right, gonna kick your ass too hard. Yeah, like drinkable good. meads. I think that is a fantastic idea. Yeah, I, I, I definitely would. Uh, is if it I'm, like if I'm ever in Vermont, I know where I'm going. So it's not like mass produced. No, we they're can get it like out here. they're yeah they're. I mean, they can in Vermont, uh, and they they uh, they distribute locally. So if we have any Vermont listeners, I was just gonna say that. <laughs> you guys, anyone hook in us Vermont, up, that would be awesome. Or, I don't. I don't know if they. I don't know if they uh, go out of state yet or not. Well, you know what? If you're near Vermont, I don't know what states are near Vermont. I. It's East Coast stuff. Um, I'm not. I'll, I'm the first to admit that I'm completely ignorant to East Coast states because it's just y'all. Y'all east. are so small. Like the you states, don't matter. Well, well that's, no, that's no, not true. I don't mean that. But it's weird because we're from Wisconsin. And yep. our state is big. And then the next state is Minnesota. And then if you're going anywhere further, it's a damn trip okay. to go there. And, like, the East Coast has got all these little states. And I don't know how they relate God because... When yeah, so even, like, so I'm on I'm on Google Maps, right? Yeah. Because I was like, shit, what is near Vermont? And I'm trying <laughs> to zoom in. And so, like, the level I'm zoomed in at, it doesn't even show Vermont on the map. It, yeah. Well, what I'm saying it, is, like... For us to like go three states over is like you're gonna take a day or two, and over there it's like oh we'll just drive up there today, like three states up, for some of these states, and it's just kind of weird to Vermont. think about for from our perspective. All right, so it's it's by Maine. Oh, is it up there? It's up there. Okay. Yeah, I was looking far too low. I was looking down by like Virginia. I figured they would group all the V ones together. Oh, uh, that would make sense. I'm apparently really bad at geography. They should move Vermont. Right? <laughs> Just put it down there. 
Oh, I thought it was like I thought Maryland would be Maryland South. That yeah, that seemed like it's, to me in my head it seemed like Vermont and Maryland would so be So Maryland buddies. is the one near Virginia's. Okay. And then Vermont is near Maine. So where's Connecticut at? Uh Connecticut is uh like kind of near New York, like in that area. I so, always forget that one's a state, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. Like, well, not when I'm actively thinking about it, but I hear the word Connecticut, and I'm like, that's one of our states. (laughs) Oh, yeah, shit. (laughs) Not to be rude to anyone in Connecticut. We're not from there, so we don't ever go anywhere near any of your states. No, but this is really bad. I don't know if this is an indictment of our schools. No, because I learned all these states at one point and where they were. Yeah. It's just not information I use all the time, I think, is the problem. Well, that's the thing. Like, we don't use the map of the East Coast because we're nowhere near it. Well, yeah, but we don't really use the map of the Midwest. Yeah, but we're near it, so we, like, it's... We're aware more of it. True. And then the and West then, like, Coast the, the is far, just The farther easy. west you get, like, the bigger the states are. That's so there's the, fewer to remember. That's the thing. Like, there's three on the West Coast. <laughs> there's, like, 37 on the East Coast. That was hyperbole. It's not 37. I know that. But there's a ton is what I'm there's saying. There's at least 13. Right. There's more. Yep. But there are 13 original ones. Yeah, and there's three on the other side, so it's easier to remember. <laughs> and California is like most of it. Yep. Yeah, and like when when you get down to the south, like I never remember which states are with next to which. Like it just kind of blends into south. I can, I can get the south pretty good, but I did grow up down there. Yeah. Well, and so then the question is, where does the south begin? Uh, uh. Uh, Mason Dixon line, dude, and then also Missouri, because Missouri's always been like. <laughs> so it's like, see, the, like, no. well, it's like the Mason Dixon line, and then Missouri's so, always been like, so Vir- I'm Virgin- hanging out with so them. So Virginia doesn't count as the South. No, well, I don't know. And what see, they, that's the. I don't know what they consider themselves, but when I grew up in Texas, Virginia, people were like, <laughs> yeah, Virginia's like. South quotes, but like no, they're the north. And Kentucky is not the south. I, 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 yeah. I mean, all right. No, I, I'm just, I, I, I'm just looking for clarification. Basically, if you ask people in Texas, Mason Dixon, and then Missouri likes. So according to people in Texas, not all of them, but where I grew up, if you're Missouri, like you think you're in the club, but you're kind of the one that we keep around, and we're like. Yeah, you kind of. Well, I feel like Missouri is really. like one of those things where they're like the North is like, yeah, no, that's okay, and the South is like, yeah, no, no, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, Missouri's always like in the like the Civil War and stuff. The Missouri area was like they're flip floppy. We're with we're with you guys, South, and the South was like, well, yeah, right. That's fine. It's not bad, but you're not really part of us. But that's just like where that's I grew up. That's not how that worked at all. But I'm gonna let you go with it. Well, no, that's just like where I grew up. Like, no, no, no. I meant I meant the whole Civil War Missouri thing. No, I know, but <laughs> the just how people look at Missouri from where I grew up in Texas to yeah. like, I don't know. All right. Should we actually talk about beer instead of geography? <laughs> well, I think we know more about beer. <laughs> so probably. Uh, oh, uh, beer wise this week. I uh, brewed in a snowstorm, so that was fun. Got the uh, yeah, British Golden stuff. Ale and the uh, the English Porter uh, knocked out yesterday. Na- uh, overshot on one, undershot on the other. Stupid snow kept going into my boil kettle and diluting oh, things. Oh, just mix them together and then you'll be fine. No. Because you went over on one and under on the other, and then if you mix them, no, in the middle. No, that is not how any of this that's works. That's got to be how it works. No. Okay. Well, uh, so Rick doesn't know anything <laughs> about beer. That's so. science. <laughs> All right, so we're going to be I talking about... I worked for 48 hours in a snowstorm. That, that sounds great. shitty. It was. I don't know if it was as shitty as brewing in a snowstorm, though. Because that's yeah. also pretty terrible. It wasn't great. Especially when it's April and yeah. it's not supposed right? to be no, a I was, snowstorm. No, I was all excited. It was supposed to be like 50 degrees and yeah. sunny this weekend. Yeah, and then, then they no. changed it. They, they were like, 
Oh, hey, you were going to have fun? No. <laughs> All no. right. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about our Weizenbach before we dive into our style. Um, so uh, the recipe for that, for those of you who don't remember, it was eight pounds of wheat malt, four pounds of Pilsner, two pounds of Vienna, and one pound of Munich. Then we used two ounces of Saz at 60 minutes and fermented with uh, Y yeast uh, 3333 uh, German wheat. So okay. overall impression here, we're looking for a strong, malty, fruity, wheat-based ale combining the best malt and yeast flavors of Weissbier, pale or dark, with a malty-rich flavor, strength, and body of a, a Dunklesbach or Doppelbach. Yes. Um, Sorry, uh, my computer got so bored of our geography conversation it went to sleep. Alright, um, so let's talk aroma. Yep, I got it now. <clears throat> aroma, we're looking for medium-high to high malty-rich character with a significant bready, grainy wheat component. Paler versions will have a bready, toasty malt richness, while darker versions will have a deeper, richer malt presence with significant malleard products. Uh, the malt component is similar to a Hellas box. Hellas or Hells? Hellas. Hellas. Yeah, okay. I thought so. Surly threw me off. Um, yeah, well, you don't want to talk about those sausages. <laughs> <laughs> For pale versions. Grainy, sweet, rich, lightly toasted, or a Dunkelsbach for dark versions. Bready, malty, rich, highly toasted, optional caramel. The yeast contributes a typical vice and character of banana and spice. This one you can have some, some banana. banana. It's okay. And spice. And spice, says Gary. Mm. And spice. I wasn't supposed to taste it yet. Dang it. <laughs> which can be medium-low to medium-high. Darker versions can have some dark fruit aroma, particularly as they age. A low to moderate alcohol aroma is acceptable, but shouldn't be hot or solventy. No hop aroma. No hop no aroma. No hop aroma. The malt, yeast, and alcohol intertwine ooh, ooh. <laughs> to produce Sexy. a complex, inviting prominent bouquet. Now, this is a saucy, little, saucy, saucy mix. Eh? Little malt yeast alcohol menage a trois right mm. there. Alright, uh, so this is bready. Banging in my glass. Bready and oh, weedy. Gosh. Dark fruit. Dark fruit's there. Oh, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, which is odd, because this isn't a darker version. Well, I guess I, I guess it's not necessarily dark fruit. It's more fruit. stone it's, fruit. Yeah, that's what I was looking yeah. for. Yeah, stone fruit. Like, well, spice. and pear. I'm picking pear up, too. I'm not getting pear. I'm getting clove, though. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't have any clove. Oh, oh, there's a little bit of clove yeah. on the back end, but I get, uh, I get pear and, like, plum. Oh, wait, there's the pear. Yeah. It's like a pear plum mix. Yeah, no, it's it's just like a it's it's a fruity sweetness mm -hmm. that's there. Right. Um. Yeah. And then yeah, definitely the bready component in there. It smells nice. Yeah, it does. I like. I had no idea how this beer. Well, I take that back. I had some idea of how this beer was going to be based off the commercial example, but right. I wasn't sure how ours was going to turn out. Yeah, it's a little bit phenolic, which is fine. Right. Well, I mean, that's a good thing. Yep. It's, but I'm just. It's not hot or salty. Like it definitely smells like some of that, like a lot of that fruit character. There's a little the bit yeast, of a booze, obviously. booze note. Did you get that? I, I'm, you're, you might be warmer than me though. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's we're. I mean, we're pushing eight percent on this. Seven and a half. Yeah. Well, yours. I mean. It's there's not there's not a lot there. Well, also it's gonna come out more as it heats up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just gave it a little heat in my hands. A little, little heat in the hands. It. All right. I'm gonna give this a thumbs up on aroma. I think it's. I think it's. It there. hits the aroma. There's no no hops. No hops. No. No hops. hops. All right. Uh, and they oh. intertwine. Oh, they do this. Thing. They do have a inviting, prominent bouquet. And, and that's just that's... doing this little like. Oh, we have video now. <laughs> <laughs> it's just for patrons. Just yeah. for patrons. Yeah. 
so the patrons can see what we're doing with our hands. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I don't think they needed to, but they they can. But they can. <laughs> All right. Um. So then we want to talk about appearance, right? Uh, so pale and dark versions exist. With pale, ver- we're, in, we're just going to talk about pale because that's what we have here. Yeah. With pale versions being light gold to light amber, um, a very thick, moussey, long-lasting uh, white to off-white uh, head uh, is characteristic. The high protein content of wheat impairs clarity in this traditionally unfiltered style, although le- the level of haze is somewhat variable. Uh, suspended yeast sediment can contribute to cloudiness. Ooh, that's right above my head now. Uh, the patented do, beer light. Do, do oh, I can get oh, there it. There you go. Okay. Oh, there's poop in this one. Yeah, it's from towards the, the bottom of the keg. That's fine. It's all settled. Yeah. Just a little hot. Um. Poop. Yeah. I would say that's like. Oh, what is this? Like a gold? No. I'm trying to figure out the color. It's like a dark straw or oh, pale yeah. gold. There we go. The soft. The soft light is helping me with the color yeah. a little bit more. It's like a darker straw. Yeah, I'd say like a uh, like a dark gold. Yeah. <laughs> um, the head did stick yeah. around for a while. We did pour these, you know, twenty minutes a little bit ago. ago. So, but yeah, it stuck around for a good amount of time. For a good amount of time, it was there. Uh, uh, yeah. It is not clear. No, but, but it's dude, wheat. It's, it's wheat, man. <laughs> so, all right. Yeah. So I'm gonna give this a thumbs up. So we've hit the aroma. We've hit the appearance. Now on to the main event. Flavor. Similar to the aroma, a medium-high to high malty-rich flavor together with a significant bready, grainy wheat flavor. Pale versions have a bready, toasty, grainy, sweet malt richness. Uh, Low to moderate banana. 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 And spice, clo- and, and, such as clove and, and, and vanilla, and yeast character. Um, no hop flavor. A low hop bitterness can give a slightly sweet palate impression, but the beer typically finishes dry, sometimes enhanced by a light alcohol character. The interplay between the malt, yeast, and alcohol adds complexity and interest, which is often enhanced with age. Yeah, so there's a lot going on in this beer. Like, just a lot. Yeah. It's it's bready, a little toasty. Um, and then, like, then that banana comes in, almost like a banana bread character. Like, bam, with some spices. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, I mean, it, it's pretty sweet all the way through, but it's not cloying. Like, and it... And then there you get you get a little bit of the spice there from uh, from from the phenols, uh, and I know there's not supposed to be any hop flavor, but like there's some bitterness on the back end that's very nice. There's something about it I don't like though. I don't know if it's just the style. I'm trying to decipher that. Yeah, I I've I've been digging for because there's something. Like it's not my favorite beer. By no, any means. and I I knew it wasn't going to be. Yeah. Um. And I I think for me what it is is I don't like a lot of phenols, and there's there's uh, there's a bit of phenols in this That's, beer. That's yeah. Uh, when you said banana bread, that clicked in. It tastes like a glass of banana bread. Mm-hmm. It, it not all the way through. No no yeah well you you hit you hit like a spicy portion on the back end. But I don't pick up any off flavors. Yeah, like, right I, I, was, I was checking for that. I was checking for diacetyl, and I wasn't really finding any of that. No. Um, no no DMS, which I was a little worried about like with Pilsner malt. I think I know what it is. I think it's the fact that this pumped out of the bottom of the keg, and I think there's too much hop sediment, causing too much bitterness on the back oh, end for me. okay. I think that's what's doing it. Uh, because... see. See if you can pull some of the, like, skim some of the stuff off the top there where everything's had a minute to settle. Ooh, he's drinking, he's drinking. That's a change, yeah. Yeah. It's it's the hop sediment, that's what it was. So if it didn't come off the bottom of the keg... Yeah. Yeah, that took care of it. Okay. That's the... That's the 
thing that I was looking for because at the back end, it was just too bitter for the style. Mm-hmm. But it was because of the the hot poop that I was. Yeah, that yeah, was we gotta we gotta get better at pull. When we do the triple, we need to pull a good, uh, you know, pitcher off and dump. Yeah, well, and we need to get some feedback on hop spiders and such, on what people think yeah. of that who have experience with it. Well, we we usually get pretty good about not getting too much sediment into the into the kegs. No, but it'd be or into the fermenters. It, it'd be nice to hear from someone with experience yeah. and what they. That's true. We haven't heard anything it. back on that yet. Yeah. Though that episode also has not gone up yet, right? Which is why we haven't heard anything back. I keep forgetting that these don't go up immediately. Yeah, you leaving for a month is kind of messing everything. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um. So this is middle of May, I believe, right now. But yeah, I mean, by now some people may have talked to us about it, but if you have experience with it. And you haven't talked to us. All Let right. us know what you think. So flavor-wise, thumbs up, thumbs down, because we're already at a half hour. Yeah. So no, it's it's thumbs up. Right. Um, once I figured out what the problem was. <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, mouthfeel. Uh, medium full to full body. A fluffy or creamy texture is is typical as the mild warming sensation of. Uh, oh, as is the mild warming sensation of substantial alcohol content, moderate to high carbonation. Say this is moderate carb. Mm-hmm. Full body. There's a lot of body to this. Yeah, it's full body. Um, and it is creamy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. And a little warming. Not going to lie. It is. It has a little bit of alcohol little, warmth like, on it. I would like this around Christmas time. This would be a good Christmas beer. Yeah. Yeah. Like it is different. It's not too spiced like a lot of the winter beers. Yeah. Speaking of which, I need to pull out some of those winter warmers again that we made. <laughs> Especially with the snow that's going around. Maybe I'll pull some of those out for DO tonight. Anyway. Uh yeah, so I'm gonna give that a plus uh thumbs up for the mouthfeel. I will too. Alright. Um well you wanna start pouring some milk stouts, man? And Yeah, dude. We're green checking this beer, bud. You wanna dump this back in the pitcher? I don't wanna We got a few episodes to record, so I don't want to go too over the top yet. Oh, mine wasn't even good anyway, so. What? Fine. Oh, yeah. Just All right, so we're going to be talking one. about Sweet Stout, um, 16A in the BJCP style guidelines. One of the uh, examples was left-hand milk stout. And for those of you who know left-hand, you know that they have the regular milk stout, mm-hmm. and they have the nitro milk stout. Put the nitro one in here. Yeah, that's what I was going to I was just thinking... I gotta rinse this a little. Yeah, we should have brought some water down. That's fine. I got pinner. Oh, hey man, you want to give me a little shot of pinner in there to yeah. rinse her out real good? Yeah, more if you want. No, that's <clears> fine. I just had to get the hop Ooh, stuff out of there. I haven't had hops all week, and that was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So, uh, the overall impression on this beer. Uh, if I can find it again in my notes here. Nice. Uh, 16A. No, my my finding isn't working. Finding. All right, so this is a dark British beer. We're drinking an American one. Overall impression, we're looking at a very dark, sweet, full-bodied, slightly roasty ale that can suggest coffee and cream or sweetened espresso. And really, we're just doing the nitro one because it makes us feel fun, or it makes us feel good on the inside. Yeah. We have a nitro beer in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, live streamers, or people, uh, or patrons who are watching on the live stream, you guys can see that at 8 a.m., I give it all to you, so. <laughs> yep. That nice nitro cascade. That cascade. All right, you want to you talk about some aroma, man? I do. I switch tabs here. Aroma. Mild roasted grain aroma, sometimes with coffee and or chocolate notes. An impression of cream-like sweetness often exists. Fruitiness can be low to moderately high. Diacetyl low to none. Hop aroma low to none with floral or earthy notes. All right. So I get in the the Mm non-nitro. I get... Uh, coffee. Coffee. Yep. And some cream. 
Yeah, I get coffee and some cream and a touch of chocolate. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's really about it. Now in the don't nitro. Get, uh, don't get any fruitiness. Nitro. The nitro is all cream. Yep. Like, very little roast. Yeah, it's very creamy. But yeah, the cream There's definitely There's a touch of roast in there, but it's not very I think prominent. I just snorted some head. <sighs> Just gotta snort that. Ah, ah, right in the morning. That's a good way to wake up. <laughs> All right. Um, flavor or no appearance? Appearance yep. very dark brown to black in color can be opaque. Uh, if not, should be clear. Creamy tan to brown head. <clears throat> She's black. Light. It's opaque and black. I can't get through anywhere, even going to the super special patented beer light. Oh wait, there we go. I got clear with ruby highlights, man. Yeah, when I smash my flashlight up against it, she is ruby and very clear. Nitro? Less clear, but it's nitro. So, there you go. And a wider glass, I, so I, there's that too. I'm a little afraid to watch this stream back later and just seeing us, like, toasting the air. <laughs> <laughs> So then, what is next? Flavor. Flavor. Dark roasted grain malt impression with coffee and or chocolate flavors dominate the palate. Hot bitterness is moderate. Medium to high sweetness provides a counterpoint to the roasted character and hot bitterness and lasts into the finish. Low to moderate fruity esters, diacetyl low to none. The balance between dark grains, malts, and sweetness can vary. From sweet to... Oh... Gosh, I messed that up. Can vary from quite sweet to moderately dry and somewhat roasty. Give it a sniff. Give it a sip and a taste. Mm -hmm. Realized I was a coaster down. There we go. I need another coaster too, actually. Coaster down. Uh, yeah, no, this is... I. It's... Mm. Like, milk chocolate, like, dark milk chocolate is kind of where I would describe that um, with... Like a mix? Well, no, like, so, uh, like a Hershey's dark chocolate. Oh, oh, okay. So, yeah, like, just like a dark milk chocolate. I just, I have trouble with chocolate. I know, I, I know, I know, I know. Well, it, it's not a good descriptor for you because you don't like chocolate. Well, I can, I can see dark chocolate and milk chocolate in the difference in beers other than that yep it's well, yeah, kind of all the same like, and I don't like coffee and cream so that that's that's a that's a flavor that I wouldn't pick up yeah I'm not a I'm not a I'm black coffee yep. guy too so we're man 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 no I but I I definitely I pick up a little bit of like coffee cream in this yeah, no that um, that uh, that milk sugar sweetness, that lactose is really that's coming what it through. is. It's what it's what uh, kind of hits it. It's like a little bit of chocolate and some cough, mostly coffee for me at least, and then some chocolate and then some cream in there. Just cream, just a little bit of cream, a little bit of cream, a splash, a splash of cream, a little cream. Yeah, but I can I'm, definitely pick it up. I need to uh, start thinking recipe. Yeah. Um, I have ideas. We don't have any fruity esters. None of that business. No. You know what I think would be really good in something like this, though? Like a, like a roasted barley? Kind of like the uh, the Irish uh, the Irish dry stout? Uh, like that, that, like that Guinness-y roastiness? That might be a nice addition. Yeah. But yeah. we'll see you when we get to the, uh, the, 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 ingredients. the characteristic yeah. ingredients here. All right, uh, mouthfeel. We're looking for medium full to full-bodied and creamy. Low to moderate carbonation, high residual sweetness from unfermented sugars, and enhances the full-tasting mouthfeel. Yeah, so mouthfeel-wise, this is where you get the biggest difference between the well, nitro and the A little bit on flavor, though. We didn't try the nitro. Oh, we didn't. Um, the, nitro, the cream coffee is way bigger than the nitro. It's like a coffee milkshake. Yeah, it's like coffee with, like that's a that's a coffee with plenty of cream. Yep, she's a beaut. Other than that, pretty much the same, but there's a lot more creaminess to it, which makes sense because it's nitro. Yep. 
It's going to yeah. accent So, in general, do you like milk stouts? Because usually I tend to steer a little clear from them. Most, I do I do enjoy milk mostly stouts. Mostly I find them too uh, too sweet for my palate. Well, that's the thing. I, I enjoy milk stouts. Um, I've had this one before. I've had both of these mm-hmm. before. Um, I think it's good. But I would really never have more than one in a day. Yep. Like, this is good. I like it. Um, but I couldn't drink a six-pack of this in a night or anything like that. That'd be ridiculous. But uh, I think I like them a little bit more than you do. I'm I'm a little more into them. Um, I don't know. But I also am a really a pretty big fan of, like, milk also. And, and I don't know, like milk. Thing. Yeah, I, and we've talked about yep. that before. Um, I really like milk. And so this has, like, the lactose in it and that it, it's just for me it's good they end up too sweet to drink multiple mm-hmm. but i like a good milk stout yeah all right and then the nitro milk stout is a, oh, same basically the same thing just, it's the same but softer well it's 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 the same so the nitro- i could only have one not of each like i couldn't have one of each of these like you're doing today well, we're having like a sample, yeah. and I'm probably not going to finish this, to be honest. But uh, but we had to have the pint to pour it. Mm-hmm. But this is just a, a different mouthfeel experience for the most part. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, no, I mean, I'm not a massive fan of milk stouts. I'm not going to go out and buy a bunch of milk stouts. But mm-hmm. I like a good milk stout now and then. Okay. All right. Uh, Mouthfeel. Medium full to full-bodied and creamy, low to moderate carbonation. High residual sweetness from unfermented sugar enhances the full-tasting mouthfeel. Well, I'm buzzed because I'm starting to make voices. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, no. We're going to get those comments again. (laughs) I think there were some people that liked the voices, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure our listenership is split 50-50. There's the no more voices camp, and then the, well, we'll tolerate them. <laughs> well, I, I, we had a couple of people who commented on uh, Reddit out there. That's right. Folks. Rick went and did some like shameless plugging on Reddit. I did. Thinking he was going to get torn apart. I, th- I honestly, We should talk about that in the next episode, because yeah, we're already at We will. Minutes. We'll talk about that in yeah. the next one. Um, but, yeah. This is this is the point where you're gonna have the huge difference is in mouthfeel. Yeah. So the regular one, which is the one that's actually in the style guideline, is uh very much in line with this. The medium full it, it, the regular one's full bodied and creamy. And then uh it's got a pretty low carbonation, I'd say moderately low, and then a uh, it's pretty sweet, um, and that adds to it. The nitro is just all all kinds of cream. Yeah, it's all kinds of mouthfeel. It's well, it's that really nice like. Yeah. It's it's. It's a full mouthfeel, but it's smoother than you get from, like, the CO2 carbonation. Yeah, we need to do a show uh, talking about nitro and, like, what it's trying to emulate. Like, have you have you ever had a uh, a cask beer pour th- poured through a sparkler? D- the only time I could think that I might have would be at Town Hall, and I don't know if they do that. Okay. They just use the beer engine? I have no idea. That okay. I, I was hoping you'd know. I uh, it's been a while since I've been to town hall because they have they advertise their casks pretty well so yeah but a lot of people they don't uh, so did they just pour it right out of the cask or did they have it a tap it's like a tap and they had to pull it multiple times 
It's a it's a big tap with a curvy. Yep, yep, yep. So so yeah. So then um so they that that's a beer engine, and okay. I would love one so much down here. I think it'd be awesome. <laughs> but anyway, uh, besides the beer engine part, there's a thing that you can put on the end, and it's very contentious, ridiculously contentious. But uh, like certain parts of the world are like, yeah, we love it, and other parts are like, no, it's evil. Anyway, it's it's basically like a restrictor plate that you put on the end, and it's called a sparkler. And so what when you when you do it, it forces the beer through that, it forces the CO two out, and you end up with mouthfeel kind of like this. Okay. Yeah, I I have no idea what they do on it. Mm-hmm. I know it's got like the big curvy yeah, spout the and. But beyond that, I don't know. All right. Uh, we should. We really need to wrap this episode up. It's probably a good idea. All right. So you just did comments, right? I did. No. Nope. I just did mouthfeel. All right. I just did mouthfeel. And we just finished talking about mouthfeel. Yes. We just talked yep. about it. All right. All right. Comments. Uh, gravities are low in England, higher in exported and U.S. products. Variations exist with the level of residual sweetness. The intensity of the roast character and the balance between the two being the variables most subject to interpretation. Some versions in England are very sweet, low attenuation, and also low in ABV, um, but is an earlier... Er, Whoa, is an, Sweetheart Stout is 2%? Yeah, that's pretty low. That's ridiculous. I don't think I've ever had a 2% beer. That's really... Anyway, it's got to start low, um, but is an outlier compared to the other examples. These guidelines mostly describe the higher gravity, more balanced export versions rather than the low alcohol, very sweet versions that many find quite difficult to drink. Yeah. All right. Uh, history. An English style of stout <laughs> developed in the early 1900s. Historically known as milk or cream stouts, legally this designation designation is no longer permitted in England, but is acceptable elsewhere. The milk name is derived from the use of lactose or milk sugar as a sweetener, originally marketed as a tonic for invalids <coughs> and nursing mothers. <laughs> um, this is the closest... Oh, wait, no. I'm sorry. I scrolled way up too far and started talking about porters. <laughs> <laughs> it's... It's, they're both dark. I don't know. That's <laughs> close enough. Uh, characteristic ingredients. The sweetness in most sweet stouts come... The sweetness in most sweet stouts comes... You got this. I believe from, in you. I don't like that. It shouldn't be comes. It should be come. What? No. Comes uh, I fine. guess. Yeah. It just sounds weird. I mean, you, I mean, we give Gary a lot of shit, but you sweetness can't give him shit when he's... in most sweet stouts comes from a lower bitterness level than most other stouts and high percentage of unfermentable dextrins. Lactose and unfermentable sugar is frequently added to provide additional residual sweetness. Base of pale malt and... Oh, base of pale malt and may use roasted barley... Black malt, chocolate malt, crystal malt, and adjuncts such as maize or brewing sugars. Want to use some brewing sugars? Oh, brewing sugars. Some brewing sugars. Brewing sugars. Throw some sugars in there. Uh, man, should we go UK on this or should we uh, USify it? I guess, it, uh, yeah, it, they're both the style. All right, we're going to USify <laughs> it. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Let's US it. Where we're from, we'll do that. Well, I mean, yeah, which means we're just gonna appropriate everybody else's stuff and exactly. That's what we do. Style comparison: much sweeter and less bitter than other stouts, except the stronger tropical stout. Tropical paradox is ours. Uh, the roast character is mild but not burnt like other stouts. <laughs> Seems kind of like a dig on other stouts, right? <laughs> This roast character's mild. It's not burnt like other other folks do. Uh, somewhat similar in balance to oatmeal stouts, albeit with more sweetness. So that makes sense. Um, like your oatmeal stouts are kind of like your first step in sweetness. And then milk stouts are that next step up, which makes sense to me. Um, now we've got... A big part of this right here. 
Viral statistics. statistics. IBUs 20 to 40. SRM range 30 to 40. We're looking at an OG of 1044 to 1060. A final gravity of 1012 to 1024. An ABV of 4.0 to 6.0. We've got some looser ranges. A little loosey. Loosey goosey. Loosey goosey. Uh, some commercial examples that you can pick up in your local stores. Um, hopefully. Bristol Beer Factory Milk Stout. Left Hand Milk Stout, which we have here and is pretty much available everywhere, to my knowledge. Uh, Lancaster. Everywhere in the U.S. We do have Australian yeah. listeners. That's true. And U.K. listeners. We have, a, we have so some folks I, from like, all over. Yeah. I don't, so I don't want to just say it's available everywhere. That's a good no, point. They might distribute out there. I don't know. They're pretty big. I don't know. Left Hand is one of the biggest ones that I've seen. But yep. your country may differ. Hmm. Um, Lancaster Milk Stout. Mackeson's XXX Stout. Marston's Oyster Stout. And Samuel Adams Cream Stout. That one, that one might be able to get out there, too. Uh... Yeah, but we have the left-hand milk stout, and left-hand does the sweet stout, which is just their, yep. you know, uh, it's the milk stout is what they call it. But it's the sweet stout, Ooh. and then you have the same one that's on nitro, and we have both of those here. Um, interesting to that taste them side by side. Like it's kind of cool uh, to run them side by side and taste like... How the nitro affects everything and i was a little bit surprised on how the nitro affects pretty much across the board um i don't think i've ever tried a non-nitro and a nitro version of a single beer together yeah side by side it's it's a it's not super common that you can i mean you can do it with guinness pretty easily yeah um and you can do it with uh with this sometimes at uh at bars that have uh nitro you can you can yeah I, I, it's it's not so much like because these are both easily available to us. Yeah. It's not so much that it's not possible. It's just more that I've never really thought to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting to do because they're the same beer, but the completely different flavors. Yeah. Well. Well, the flavors are flavors. not completely different, but definitely more different than I expected mm-hmm. them to be. Um, and everything across the board from appearance even because the nitro was more murky and the flavor mouthfeel aroma everything was different more than i thought it was going to be except mouthfeel which i expected yeah um but it's interesting how just a different style of serving or carbonation or whatever you would call that because it's technically not carbonated if it's nitro because it's nitronated that's not a word, but I'm making I it mean, a word. I yeah, mean, I guess. <laughs> um, you do you, man. No judgment here. I mean, there's nothing but judgment here. nitronated. But... <laughs> That's what I'm calling it. But it's just interesting right. how uh, how they vary just You're, from that one difference. You ready to hear a recipe, man? I am ready to hear You ready to hear a recipe? I got a recipe for you, man. You're going to love it. Wait, why? I know my equipment profile can't be blank. You usually just put in your default. Yeah. Yeah, it's like yelling at me now. I'm gonna have yeah, to. Yeah, you asked it. me if I was ready to hear it, and I am. Yeah, no, I have it done. Anyway, uh, do you though? Yeah, two uh, eight pounds of two row. Good call. Uh, half a pound of roasted Straight. barley. It's roasted barley. I like. I think that flavor is gonna go really good in here, man. I think so. Uh, half a pound of pale chocolate. Mm-hmm. One mm-hmm. pound of lactose sugar. Yep, that seems good. Uh, or of lactose, uh, a.k.a. milk sugar. Uh, and 0.25 pounds of black malt, just for that like good roast character. Yeah. Um, and then two ounces of fuggle at 60 minutes, and then ferment with Irish ale yeast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like, a good you know, touch. Kind of do like a, little, like a little Irish twist on... A little zing on it? I mean, we're, we're, we're throwing the roasted barley in there. So, like, I'm thinking like a milky dry stout. Yeah. Yeah. You're staying within the style, but giving Having it a some little, fun with it. Giving it a little touch. Yeah, so that gives us an OG of 1058. 
All right. Seems about right, right? Is that in our... Uh, uh, yep, 1044 to 1060. Okay. Uh, finishing out, I mean, kind of high because of that stupid milk sugar. What's, uh, like 1016-ish? Uh, 1012 to 1024 is our range. Okay, so no, good. they work fine. Uh, <laughs> 34 IBUs. Uh, yep, SRM, th- or IBUs, uh, 20 to 40. And SRM is 36. 30 to 40. Okay, and 6%. 6% the very top. Eight, right. uh, four to so, six, so we're good. Why can't I... All right, I'm going to have to screenshot this and then do this later. How do you screenshot on a Mac? No idea. Don't even... Never used one. All right, we'll just leave this open. Take a picture with your cell phone. <laughs> That's probably what I would do. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> never had to screenshot on a Mac before. I appreciate all the people yelling at your audio playing devices right now and how to do that but we can't hear you yeah i'm like it's never done this before what's it doing it's yelling at me like choose your equipment profile i'm trying but you don't have it on the list (laughs) that's an interesting problem it sucks i can't hit like the save buttons grayed out it's a whole situation. So pissed at you. It's really upset. <laughs> All right. Well, we should probably bring this show to an end because we're pushing an hour real close yeah, here. Yeah, it's probably a good idea. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to support us, head on over to patreon.com slash studios. If you want to listen to this show live uh, whenever we record it, uh, become a patron today uh, at the $5 donation level. You guys get access to all the live streams. Um, and so that'll be this show, Tabletop Theater, uh, are the two patron-exclusive ones. We want to do Soundwave, but we can't figure out how to get around the copyright claims on YouTube mm. with the music, and we don't want to get our YouTube account shut down. Yeah. So if you guys have any ideas on that one, we'd love to hear that. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, and probably Rules of the Arena, too. I don't see why I wouldn't do that one live for the patrons. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if you guys want to check that out, head over to patreon.com uh, slash studios and become a patron today. If you're doing uh, shopping on Amazon, head over to blindyourstudios.com, click on the Amazon link above the homepage, do your Amazon shopping as normal. We get a bit of a kickback from Amazon, really helps us out. If you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and choose an email at feedback at blindyourstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash studios. You follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja, and you can also find us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash studios. We go live every Sunday at 6 6, uh, 6 p.m. Central with the Department of Defense, and every Monday night at 8 p.m. Central with the Legends of Lothos. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye!